This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I, I don't think that's a very good attitude. It's Mike Shope. You don't think... You don't, you don't think? But I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, okay? You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to? It's the Bulldog. I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Well, now you go to hell. No, you go to hell. While you're there, why are you grabbing me a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you it's are. Mike no, I'm not. Yes, the Bulldog. No, not WGR Sports Radio 550. Here's a question. If the play where Miles Sanders caught the pass and appeared to fumble and Nick Bolton for Kansas City ran it back for a touchdown, which would have been Bolton's second such TD of the game, this play was overturned, so it didn't count. It, Bolton, if he... Everything else is the same somehow, and the Chiefs win this game 38-35, but that play counts. Is he the MVP? Like, he didn't really do anything on those plays. The first one a little more, but Hurts lost the fumble, lost the fumble on his he, own. He pressured Hurts into it. I think like he 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 was I think he got credit for forcing that fumble. Okay. Um It's that's I, that's a little sketch. Yeah. But I was thinking about that. Well, when the second one got called back is when I had the thought. Like, if that had counted, maybe he's the MVP. Um, man, if everything else goes the same, Mahomes throws for 182, sure, the three scores, the running, I think it's probably still Mahomes, but there's an argument for the guy, I think. I mean, two scoop and scores in a, in a Super Bowl would be pretty tough to beat. Which I, I could never vote for him, though. I mean, he, it's fine. He got good. He got a good bounce on both plays and yep. made the play on uh, the first one more than the second one. Somebody else delivered the hit on the second one. So, um, and you didn't think that was a fumble? No, I did not. No, I thought the, it was the, the play in the flat. No, I, I, I. 
the way that I interpret the the rules, the way that we've heard them explained, I, I almost instantaneously thought that that guy did not have that ball long enough. I, I got to get off on this. So the play, I think it's Devonte Smith, deep down the sideline. They called him in. Mm-hmm. You watch the replay. He he doesn't really have the ball. He's out of bounds. The ball hits the ground too. Like that's mm-hmm. got to be overturned. Right. That was one where there was no talking in the room, I guess, and I was listening to Mike Pereira, and here we are after all these years, and Pereira is talking about, well, I mean, please correct me if you didn't hear it this way. I I think it's incomplete, but is it obvious enough? Uh Uh-huh. Is it obvious enough? Like, well, you think it's incomplete. Shouldn't that be it? If, if you see the ball hit the ground, like, why isn't that it? Why isn't that the standard? But in sports, there's like this cop-out. There's this room clear for enough? Yeah. the NBC guy that they had for this largely useless role uh, is is uh, Terry McCauley. And he is constantly talking about clear and obvious. Like, that's, that's how it's got to be. Somewhere in the world, I hope everybody's sort of driving at a slow rate of speed right now. Somewhere... In the world, in the officials community world, it is there is an understanding that replay is only for plays where it's clearly wrong. Which I think the Devontae Smith play ultimately qualifies, but even that, like the Goddard one, I thought they were gonna call incomplete, and they don't. So that's not meeting any clear and obvious standard. I, and, I should I should admit that I thought I also thought I'm, I'm saying like this one in the flat to the running back and this one to Devontae Smith, I instantaneously thought incomplete uh, upon seeing the replay of the Smith one, but the other one live right away. I also thought the Goddard one was going to get the same treatment. I thought they were going to overturn that. Okay, but the Miles Sanders one that's run back for a touchdown, I I, I don't know. Would you agree? It is definitely not clear and obvious. What's pretty clear is that he catches the pass, which is really what the rule is originally. Like, if you catch the pass and then drop it, that's a fumble. But then we had to get all technical. Well, sure. We've extended what, what you know, the definition of a catch now includes this football move stuff, so you've got to take two steps and all that, and Sanders clearly, to me, did not take two steps. I think, again, like I'm saying, I thought it was pretty obvious right away. Um, so I don't, I, I did not think there was any controversy on that play. You, I, it seems pretty clear, feel differently. I thought it was really close, and that's my point because you've got the 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 considered. I don't mean this disparagingly, like the considered authorities on the rule book and on officiating telling you all the time including in this case earlier in this game with an example that took forever for a replay anymore (laughs) that's right the standard is i mean he drops the ball kevin but it's not so obvious i don't know like that is what they're working by well what the what they're maybe one of the biggest trouble spots in the entire conversation is that the the clear and obvious part, the, the, how that is delineated in, in the language of the rule and the way Terry McCauley, and you're right, I mean, I you say his name and I hear clear and obvious in my brain. Yes. Because um, I just, I, you know, just watching, I've watched every one of those games for however many years he's been doing it. So, like, I mean, it's ingrained. The, the clear and obvious part 
has to be used to overturn a ruling that you're telling us could be wrong in the first place, which is why we're reviewing it. So it needs to be so obvious as to overrule something that was wrong to begin with. I'm not sure that that really makes sense. I've never really thought about that before, but like, it, it should be clear and obvious that it's it's not something. And they're, the, the way they, they apply it feels to me like I have to disprove this call that we're questioning. And I, I don't know. I, I'm, In other words, if the guy would have ruled it incomplete on the field, then – is is the review does the review take as long because that then that also has to be clear and obvious and i don't know the whole clear and obvious thing is a problem is all i'm trying to say it totally is and this is really where they should be pinned down i don't care if roger goodell who's you know he's a promoter anyway says that officiating has never been better of course he's going to say that like what what's he supposed to say like he also said we've got work to do, and there are always challenges. Like he says everything that anybody, like all the CEOs, talk the same way. So okay, I don't care about that. It's not meaningful. It doesn't mean anything. What does like this is something that does because there is perhaps I don't, I don't think so. I was going to say there, there there might be some variance in whether or not like what what are we going for? There of course would be subjectivity in. In you know your you saw you saw the Miles Sanders play different than I did. Like you thought it was one thing, I thought it was something else, which goes to the root of why are we even bothering to review these plays? I mean, it doesn't work. But it really doesn't work if you want to. If you tell me, Mike Pereira or anybody, and notice, I, I don't believe he used that phrase on this play because I guess he didn't want to. It looked pretty not clear and obvious what to do. Mm-hmm. It was like. Is that a football move or not? He's taking a step. He gets hit. Does he catch it? Yeah, he catches it. What are we doing here? If if clear and obvious means squat, they're not overturning that. You can't because that's exactly what we're out here trying to avoid is plays like that where you get a replay and you get different angles, but they really don't tell you for sure. And that's when the referee, we've always been told, is supposed to put it in his pocket. Like, I not... Not conclusive if they use that word anymore. I don't know if they use that word anymore, but it's just the there. There are like three things that can happen on replay. I, I believe, and I'm saying this today because this is how announcers are talking as recently as yesterday. There is the call was wrong on the field, overturn. We watch the replay and we know that there is. We watch the replay and we know that the call on the field was correct. And then there is we can't tell, right? And if we can't tell. It's two out of three for we're leaving the call as it is. That play was clear and obviously not a catch? I think so. I mean, literally, he caught the ball. He controlled the ball. It wasn't moving around, but he didn't have that possession for long enough for me to think it met the criteria of what I believe a catch to be. Do you like how wordy I'm being? But you're, 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 you're also going as far as to say it was obviously incomplete? Yeah, yeah, like that's how I, yeah, I felt that was clear and obvious, that play. Whether whether Pereira used that phrasing or not, I, I, I thought it, immediately and then upon watching the replays, I'm like, this is not going to be a catch, even though he caught it. Wow. See? Wow. He caught it, but it's not a catch. See, uh, clear and obvious is such a joke. What, what is obvious? You and I watch a thing. Let's make it this play or anything. 
you and I watch a thing, and I'm like, that's a fumble. Okay, so to what extent do I believe that was a fumble? Is like obvious. What number is obvious? Ninety, a hundred. What obvious? Obvious. I think is a hundred. Cl- clear and obvious is I'm a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm above fifty. How should it work? Should it need to be a hundred percent? There'd be a lot of calls that replay has changed over the years, arguably including this one, but worse ones, mm-hmm. where you think it's a hundred percent. I think it's ninety-five, and that's the difference. That's an important difference. So it has to be 100%. I know the call on the field was clear and obvious. That's what the implication is, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so this one is not 100%. I and mean, this one is 54% or something. Like this one is, I think that's a, I think that's a catch, guys. Uh, and you might think it's, I don't know if you want to go as far as 100, but you might think it's like way the other way. I, I, I think it's pretty close to 100. Different, though. Yeah. That's not 100. All right, Sure. Isn't isn't that what we're talking about? Well, that's what I'm talking about. I like, don't know. it has to be a hundred. <laughs> Probably it should be a hundred. That's how they talk. That's how they talk. It's not going to be overturned unless it's clear. Devontae Smith didn't get his feet in and trapped it, and that took a long time. And it was about whether it was obvious enough that he well, didn't catch it. He had his feet in. But then there's the bobble as he's going to the ground, and it, it, at that point, you know, you get into the ball touching the ground, and it, it, there's a lot going on there. But I think originally his feet, like when they called that play live, it's a catch because they thought he had it. They didn't know that he bobbled it, and that sort of negates the feet being in. Now now your feet aren't in. Now you have to reestablish right. your feet if you're going to get control of the ball. Right. And that all went out the window. Because the ball hit the ground and was moving around and all that, but and Mr. Cheffers needed a long time to determine that. That that was absurdly long. That, yes. That's the kind of play that this year we had the sky ref call down and say incomplete without mm-hmm. even there being a challenge. Right. Clear and obvious has to be shot to the sun. Like th- that is not a reasonable part of an intelligent conversation about this because al- almost the most black and white plays in football can be interpreted different ways. Uh, you know, a catch, of course. A catch is just such a disaster. So hard now. It was never hard growing up. Now it's impossible to, like, just clear and obvious, just delete, delete, delete. I'm the referee. I'm the NFL, whatever. I get. I have the authority and, and the expertise to look at this play and tell you whether it was A or B. And to whatever extent, I think it was obvious, who cares? I'm the referee. This is what it is. It's on me. This is what I see. Okay? But does he have to be... I mean, isn't it... Do I need to give up? Isn't it, like, if it's 99% one thing, isn't it ridiculous to think that they wouldn't call it? It's like in hockey when the puck is under the goalie's glove, which which is behind the line, but we can't call it a goal because we can't see the puck. Or, visual evidence or the water bottles in the way or something like that like yeah, yeah. doesn't that drive you crazy like goal goal come on let's let's be let's not be dogs here yeah. let's be a level up we, we can think critically about this that the puck has to be in so goal no we have all the cameras we have all the 
the, we've got people in other cities and countries who are their jobs are to watch these games from afar and make sure there aren't mistakes. We, we've got all this effort and money being put into it. We can't do that because we can't see it. Like so, ugh, like the puck is just doesn't it doesn't exist in that moment. Sorry to make it into a hockey point. Anyway, it's just really bad. It's just really bad. You, clear and obvious sucks. Yes or no. And if I have to use this other level of scrutiny based on whether somebody thinks it's obvious enough, how about yes or no? And there are times when the discussion is all about obvious and there are times when it isn't at all. And that just makes it worse because that just confuses if you actually care. Did I, I'm the one who says don't care, right? I'm the one who says don't mm-hmm. don't, don't, don't shorten up on it. your right. life. Right. with right. passioned opinions about NFL officiating. Don't do that to yourself. Like, I'm dying inside right now, probably. I'm also feeling alive, so there's some irony for you. Wow. Bo- both I'm, things at once. Is that how it goes, though, usually? Like, when you feel the most alive is when you're actually killing yourself? Like, just, I mean, might, might, in, in might a way? Be, might be, yeah. That's not good. Depends if the effort to kill yourself is clear and obvious. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. That's good. Scott is with us. Hello, Scott. Good afternoon. Uh Listen, Mike, I agree with you, and I'm glad you guys are talking about this today. I'm, I'm, I'm in my 60s, so I watched football back in the 70s and 80s, of course, and there were no replays back then. The game was fast. The game was true. I really believe that these replays on every fumble, on every catch, on every touchdown, it's ruining the game. It just slows it down and it's just horrible, and I'm really glad, Mike, that you are sticking to your guns on this because it was that was a catch, and I, you know, I'm not going to argue that, but it happens every game. It's just unbelievable, and I just wanted to call in and say that. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we all know, right? I mean, d- d- does the caller need, what was the caller's Scott? name? I'm sorry, Scott. Need need me to give the speech? I mean, the TV coverage, like so much has changed. Like the coverage that we all enjoy so much, these crystal clear pictures, all these different camera angles, like, bring so much to the table that to try, like, as much as I hate replay, I mean, I have campaigned, I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to you for taking it up today to the extent that you are, because, you know, it's been, it's been my fight knowing it was futile. So I guess maybe I've lost a lot of my energy for it over the years here. That's why I'm 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 glad to have you like <laughs> invest in it. But with what is being presented now on TV, how much better we see things than in the seventies and the eighties. I'm not quite as old as Scott, but I'm you know, I watched plenty wow. of football in the seventies and eighties. And I'm trying to hold off 60, okay? I'm just trying, you know, whatever. I'm going to run out of runway eventually. But I got a couple of years left. Um, that It would be very difficult, I think, mechanically in the sport to not have it now. Because there'd be just so much that we'd see that was wrong that you'd think, we got to fix that, we got to fix that, we got to fix that. Um, whereas, you know, in the 70s, we just didn't have, you know, the picture wasn't as good, there wasn't as much available, we just didn't see as much. One thing where I do do disagree with the caller, uh, football in the 70s was not fast. It was oh. fine. It was fine. We all loved mm-hmm. it just also. But it was not fast. It was so slow. Believe me, I watch a game from the 70s once a week. 
it's not too slow for me to do that and do something mm-hmm. important in life. I do that. I do this instead. But it's definitely definitely not fast. They're, they they don't even realize the clock is running in late in games in the seventies. Like oh, it's over. <laughs> we should, probably should have hurried up there. I didn't even realize it was so late. The game just sort of ends in the seventies. <laughs> oh, that's it. I guess that's it. Why don't they put a clock in the stadium? Oh, there is. Okay. Uh, Anthony is next. Hello. Hey guys, um, I wanted to talk about the Miles Sanders catch. So I was wondering, I, I knew it was going to be called um, probably incomplete, but I was thinking, uh, do you guys uh, remember the Goddard play where he was on the sideline there yep. and he had, ended up having his toe inbound? Uh-huh. Yeah, so he, he had the ball in his hands, he dropped it, didn't maintain possession, and then as soon as he reeled it in, it was like a millisecond, and then he stepped out of bounds. So how would that be possession – and then you're saying that Miles Sanders, who had two feet in bounds, clearly held the ball and turned his body, did not have possession. I think they need to change that rule. I'm not sure what you guys think, but that does not make sense to me. Thanks. I have no, I have no trouble with the Sanders play at all. I don't even think it's that close. I'll go right to 100 on it. Um, the Goddard play, I mean, it's the sideline. The criteria is different. He needs to control the ball as he goes out of bounds, too. Did he go to the ground? I don't remember. But the question there was, he catches it initially, the left foot is down, right? What were they reviewing? Did his left foot keep in contact with the ground by the time he reestablishes control of the ball? And they determined, yes, it was really close. But that's the sideline. Like, that's that's how it goes. It's a different rule. Yeah. In in the middle of the field, it, you know, a bang bang play like that, those are often incomplete. Like you, the ball gets there, and you 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 catch it, and you're hit, and the ball comes out. Oh, I feel like most of the time that's an incomplete pass. Hmm. It's not a hard one for me. I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but um, I but I also thought the Goddard play was close enough that. I, I, I expected it to be overturned as I, well. I don't think you're trying to be a jerk. I do think you're wrong about this play. And I do wonder if there's a little bit of, we can't give Kansas City two gift fumble return touchdowns in one Super Bowl, can we? Like, come on, let's just call, <laughs> let's just pretend this one didn't happen. It's close enough. We can get away with incomplete. We just don't want to say clear and obvious, though, because it wasn't. So on this, on this one, we're not going to use that phrase. I think it wasn't. I should have to have to qualify mm-hmm. that because Bulldog thinks it was obvious that he dropped it. Or is that right? Didn't yeah, no, the... I don't. I, I don't think it was obvious that he dropped it. Uh, it was obvious that he didn't possess it long enough he, for it to be a catch. He didn't qualify for the right result of a of a completion. Well, he he's he should be so relieved, even though he caught the ball. <laughs> he should be so relieved that his catch wasn't a catch because that would have been ball, a second. But it wasn't a catch. Yep. Yeah, like he didn't have a great day, Sanders. All right, time out for the update. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here at 803-0550. Super Bowl Reflections. This is WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 